I think, unless you've had a mentor or somebody who's walked you through this stuff, person who's living in the world grows up thinking conflict ends when I'm proven right. Absolutely. And so that's my job is to tell the other person what they're doing wrong. And if they're not listening for me to yell a little louder a little or louder, you know, whatever. A little more aggressive. And um, that's how it's done. I must show them my way is right, your way is wrong. And to be sort of given another, a whole nother way of thinking about it is kind of revolutionary. <laughs> Folks, welcome to Counselors Can Help. Let's demystify the process of counseling. We want to remove barriers, answer your questions, educate, entertain, and inspire you to action. Where have we been? What's, what's been going on? How the show has died. I just looked it up. It's been like almost eight months since I did the show. Is that true? And um, reason is, similar to yours, I think, is there, mm -hmm. there's just a lot going on in mm -hmm. my life. Our similar patterns professionally here mm -hmm. was we we're going from we're working for people who are doing some a lot of stuff mm -hmm. for us, and we're mm -hmm. changing over to our own business, mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, that's all harder than, That's you know. <laughs> a little bit more than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. We were all not prepared that. for that, and so, yeah, I just had to go, we're, I got to cut somewhere. This mm -hmm. is, I'm going, I'm going to go insane. Yeah. I don't pull the plug on an item here mm -hmm. or there, and so mm -hmm. this was one of the casualties, Yeah. and now I feel like it's, I'm coming out the other side, I guess, and feel like I'm in a place to start up this kind of stuff again because cool. I enjoy it actually I mean I've, well you're good at it I've done some soul searching on you know what I want this to be and I did some other projects and whatever but so I guess we're back here um so um what have you been up to is it similar a similar story similar, yeah yeah adjusting, similar narrative? adjusting to private practice it's an adjustment for sure I have children at home still all right you have a life and outside oh, right it's like senior you. elementary teacher outside <laughs> of school damn you Wait, and your lives what is happening <laughs> yeah and we are building a home oh geez and that's it so, that's not a time suck i don't know what is yeah so i i joke that my husband is building a home and i'm moving with him because <laughs> i only come in to make really painful <laughs> changes and obnoxious like why is that wall there and yeah. he's like that oh yeah was a decision we made five right. months ago. Does, should this room have four lights or yeah. two? And yeah. where, where should the switch be on that wall or behind that so door? So you've done this. <laughs> I did. A, I've, I've been a little bit. Yeah. And you're like, in two months when this gets built, I'm not going to care about any of this. I have to keep saying that. It is interesting how in building, how much therapy comes in. And how I'm like, challenge that thought. I'm not going to care about that. Am I going to care about that? Right. Is there really a difference between grage and gray? <laughs> and do I care? And then of lots course of you swear care. words. Lots yeah. and lots of words in between right. that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I won't share with your audience. But yeah, I um, interestingly enough, this is the second home we have built together. And... The first time we built, my dad was dying of cancer. Oh, Lord. And so it was, and that was 10 years ago, and it was honestly almost therapeutic to have to choose a gray and kind of come up from gotcha. the grief and kind of come up a little bit and make really shallow decisions right. like a two-inch right. column or a four-inch column. Yeah. So it was actually kind of helpful 
But now I'm like, no, I just don't have time or energy for it. <laughs> yeah. Or you've maybe got more more perspective now about well, what do I care about in right. my house? Right. You know, that I'm really going to care about. That's definitely coming And what decisions play. could we make? But yeah, we could change our mind in a year. Yep. It wouldn't, earth wouldn't crack. It would not to... crack. The sky would not fall. How many <laughs> yeah. times have I said that yeah. this week? We could change out that lamp. It just wouldn't be a big deal. Nope. Um, okay. Well, that's all fun. So you're starting on your second house. So what you're saying is you didn't learn your lesson the first time. <laughs> right. Or one of us didn't. Right. Okay. All yeah. Right. That sounds yeah. deep. We won't yeah. get into that. We, that's a show. <laughs> We're going to save that for a whole other show. Right. We okay. really have switched roles. Right. Now. Okay. Well, this show, the reason people tuning in and, and I kind of want to make these shows, honestly, part of my vision is these should be shows we could give to our clients and say, this applies and what we talked about you know whatever it's like like this is something that and i think this subject comes up a lot in couples therapy Mm -hmm. or you're dealing with a a singular person who is you're trying to teach them these concepts and that is um what's been coming up for me a fair amount lately is we've talked about the pause and so i I went back to like what are some old shows where we talked about some of the mechanics of this stuff and uh, just for our listeners show 16 through 19 and show 23 had a lot of these kind of mechanical things but one of them is sort of this idea of the pause Mm -hmm. we either sitting down with a therapist walk through our pattern right and probably learn that there was a aggressor pursuer withdrawer that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff somebody wants to keep going and somebody wants to stop Mm -hmm. and we learned about that and we decided well that's not a bad idea we should learn to do that Mm -hmm. so we get into a fight and one of us either declares a pause or somehow accidentally or luckily the thing stops and we've got a break. And I, and I hear many clients complain, and I think it's a valid complaint. Well, when we come back, all we do is just start up right where we left off. Hmm. That we're, we're just rearming our arguments, basically, or, or just sort of quickly coming back to that spot where we left off. And we hmm. really haven't moved the needle on anything. Hmm. We've, we've, we've stopped the clock but the argument is sort of still right mm-hmm. there where it was. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that can happen. And, and I don't know that it's so 2D that I can say it's either this or this happening. But my best guess would be you didn't give your nervous system enough time to come all the way down to neutral. Could be. A second idea is that you're using the same kind of language that you did the first time right? You might be doing some critical statements instead of going with how you feel about something. Sure. And that's kind of what I want to get into yeah. this is like how to... We didn't change the pattern. And how if you don't change the pattern, you will end up in the same. Right. Exactly. And so in this show, I want to get sort of get into the, you've got the time now between you've, you've made the pause or the pause happened accidentally and now you've got some time. It's like, what can you do with that time to sort of come back with a better, yes, more productive plan basically yes. yes um because you don't want to just come back right to the same old place or argue with the person in your head <laughs> for a, you know while this pause is going on right because yes. people will do that yes well well we're not arguing now but i'm envisioning us arguing in my head about and this you're yeah. saying this and i'm saying that and you yeah. know you're, you're just doing what you always do and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff so the idea of this show is to say okay there's been a break in the action what can I think about or contemplate or strategize in a different way that would make this thing work out better when we restart? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You have to be, you have to come to that fairly self-reflective and say, 
do, might I possibly, which when we're feeling <laughs> flooded, it's kind of hard to hear your might I possibly yeah. have a part in this. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's kind it's of what I've got. Pretty self-reflective. Yeah, I've got a big thought in this that I've have been recommending lately, and I want to get your take on it. But just some, some, um, I guess uh, thoughts I, I I threw up here on our on our whiteboard here. Um, one would be, I think, to your first point, would be to just maybe perhaps check in with the other person to see if they're even ready for that mm-hmm. restart. Right? It's like your point of have you really taken the proper amount of time? Mm-hmm. And I will suggest for couples no less than 20 minutes. Yeah. And your nervous system doesn't have a time clock in it. I mean, that I know of. But you know what flooding feels like, right? Your body has a physical reaction. And you see your partner as something other than someone that you love. You see them (laughs) as a saber-toothed tiger walking into your camp. Right. Right. You are looking for them. You're still seeing them as the reason why the thing has broken down mm-hmm. or whatever. And they are, they are the thing in the way mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever they're, they're doing what they always do. Mm-hmm. This kind of stuff, this kind of thinking. So, um, if that's got you emotionally wrought, mm-hmm. I guess you're not really ready for the restart. Right. So that's a, yeah. Which, a which begs the question, do I know my body well enough to know what it feels like to be flooded? And I work very much from an emotionally focused space of like, what does it feel like when I'm flooded? And getting a couple, getting two people to identify what does that feel like? like my head feels fuzzy. I get really sweaty. I, I feel like I have a stomach ache or some things that yeah, people okay. have described. Like actually connecting what is it that I feel like? And if it's, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. We dig, <laughs> we dig yes. deeper. And I will even let a couple have kind of talk about something that's heated. And then we bring it up in the room and let them feel it in the room and say, okay, tell me what you feel. And then they can connect. Okay. Oh, I'm doing that at home. Right. Okay. All right. So, Pay attention to your body, I guess. You could just sort of uh, take an inventory there if you've mm-hmm. been practicing it or somebody has walked mm-hmm. you through that or at least think, if you're, am I ready to have this this thing? Um, we talked about, I think in the past, sort of the soft startup, right, of like kind of like, again, okay, I feel like I'm ready. How would I bring this up with the other person, right? Yeah. It's like in, in a way that seems like, Hey, <laughs> I, I do always describe, you know how visual I get, uh, maybe a YouTube channel would be easier for this, but I think of pirates of the Caribbean and that your ships and that you're like shouting across the bow, Hey, yeah. over there. And you're, that's a general startup is just like, Hey, you ready to talk? You yeah, know, right. kind of a white flag. So maybe pirates, pirates isn't the best visual, but I kind of think Vegas style <laughs> yeah, pirates of like, it's just a show. Yeah, your cannons are at the ready. Yeah. We're just going <clears> to, <throat> we're just shouting across the bow. Yeah. Hey, are you ready to talk? Okay. Yeah. And be ready for either answer. Yeah. Yeah. Because the person may not be. And the pursuer in the back of their mind is thinking, you're just trying to put this mm-hmm behind us you're just trying to wiggle off the hook yeah also something to know about yourself which if you haven't listened to the previous shows what Meryl's talking about is um 
EFT, emotionally focused therapy of knowing whether or not you are a pursuer mm, in conflict yeah. or a withdrawer. Meaning I think of a lot of shoulder tapping. We got to fix this right now. We need to talk right now would be a pursuer. And a withdrawer would be to shut down. Think Dwight Schrute from the office, shun, <laughs> unshun, right. that we're, we're pushing away. A pursuer has to believe we can come back to it. That's how they take a pause. A withdrawer has to believe that they can have space, but they have to also be able to come back to it. That's right. They got to make themselves come back yeah. to the thing. And, and a belief that a pursuer will let you as a withdrawer have some space. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some mechanical things going on that stop the fight, first of all, or the discussion, and then allow the thing to come back. We're, we're sort of prepping in our mind or is this even possible? Is mm -hmm. this even going to happen? Mm -hmm. Um, depending on whether you're the pursuer withdrawer, et cetera. And then, um, I guess this gets to my, one of my big ideas that I've had recently that I think is sort of productive is again, filling the time between is I can think about the ways that my partner is wrong or I can think about what I've done in the last number of days, weeks, months that have made this situation more likely. Mm. That's very self-reflective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, it'd be great if we're both doing that. Sure. Uh, to give, again, to give people like, what do we do between, between this happening? It's like, well, what should I be thinking about? What could I be prepping? And it, I think if the answer is you're just trying to make your arguments more powerful you might be going down the wrong road. <laughs> yeah. And the other, the other method is to think, well, what have I done or how did I contribute to this or what, what, what might I be able to change or discuss in this new startup that may change the conversation entirely <laughs> about what we're even talking about mm -hmm. that and I did. It doesn't mean I, we can't think about how that's hurt our feelings or what's going on. I joke that every um, primary bedroom should have where a couple sleeps that should have a feelings wheel in it so that when we have a pause, we can look at That's it and so be therapist. like, it's so therapist, probably a above the bathtub or yeah. something very self-reflective. But can I get to that anger when we get in that, you know, really mm -hmm. combative, angry state, that's, that's just those primary emotions of not feeling heard or understood or that you matter. So find on a feeling scale, like what is it that I am feeling when you're self-reflecting, when you're kind of thinking through, I, when this happens, the same argument that we've had 10 times, I feel what? And if you can get to that underlying feeling, you will be better able to discuss the feeling rather than what the other person is doing kind of a narrative the story i'm telling myself is it feels discounting right when x y or z happens rather than going the well you did this and you did this and you did this how yeah. did it make you feel folks in editing i came up with a realization that the concepts in this show we do talk about the pause but they're very all applicable to any time you want to bring up a hard subject and maybe introduce it for the first time with another person. So we're going to talk about some techniques and things you can plan ahead of time to make the conversations go better. This doesn't have to be from a fight. It doesn't have to be in a pause. 
you can actually pre-plan the things that we're talking about and come up with some ideas where you could go to hopefully keep the conversation in a productive tone. So think of it also in this way as well. So in this case, what you're saying is uh, try to get away from the language of what you think was the problem or how we're going to fix the problem and more to the thoughts of when we have this discussion, which we've had before and makes we both get upset, where, where do I sort of go mentally? How does this mm -hmm. make me, what, what am I feeling then? Because that may be something the other person doesn't know. Right. What are you telling yourself? What am I telling myself is happening? He doesn't care about me. He does it this same way every time. It's so infuriating. All of these things that I can't prove. Right. I don't think that my partner woke up this morning and really put in his journal. My main goal is to make her mad today, period. <laughs> Closed journal. Right. That there's there's a story that I'm telling myself. We've we've come into the same problem so many times. Right. Uh, something I run into is I think there's a thought out there that says the other person is not ready for that. Meaning if I really tell them the truth, they're going to blow up on me. They're, I mean, they literally, they're afraid of like, I can't vocalize really my inner fears here because it's sort of in some ways kind of puts the blame on them a little bit. It sort of points to a negative thing, negative pattern that's going mm -hmm. on. And if I point to this negative pattern, this is just going to be the new fight that we're going to have. And so they're, they're very afraid to, I guess, go there because they just don't have confidence that it's going to turn out differently. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. Do you, um, I think maybe we could think of an example of this that might help illustrate that. Um, once the, the withdrawer. Mm-hmm withdraws because they feel the other person is just too aggressive and, and always sort of blaming them mm -hmm. right? in their mind. It's like they're, I'm constantly being blamed. Mm -hmm. this, this pattern goes because I get upset that I'm being blamed and then I get angry and then the other person gets angry because I'm angry and we're, we're in this, mm -hmm. this, you know, the, the loop, right? The, mm -hmm. the infinity sign. <laughs> um, and I don't know how to speak honestly because I'm afraid it's going to make the pursuer mad at me because I'm somehow blaming them mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm always being told I'm wrong Yeah, and I'm scared to say that even though that's really the elephant in the room. Okay. So if you run into that and you're saying, I do not feel like they can actually hear me. Can, are you actually, are you saying a feeling? Because it's hard to argue with someone's feeling. Yeah. If I say, I feel, if I can get to a feeling and say, I feel discounted when we're having a discussion and you raise your voice or you, you get, I feel like you get angry with me. The other person, it's hard to say, um, you can't feel that way. Right. Yeah. You can't, you can't feel discounted. <laughs> right. Cause you could easily come at it from the direction of see what you're doing wrong. You mm -hmm. always blame me mm -hmm. or whatever. That's, that's, mm -hmm. that'll get, that'll get us definitely into that, a new fight. Mm -hmm. Right. 
I'm now blaming you this new thing. So like yeah. before we were arguing about the car and now, now I'm blaming you for yeah, for yes, yelling every, at me instead that's right. of that's instead right. of dealing with the actual issue. You're angry. You're an angry person, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. And instead trying to go, okay, if I'm going to speak truthfully here, I can at least talk about how I feel and may, perhaps my frustration of not being able to I'm sad that or I'm I'm scared that this isn't solvable yeah. or you know whatever that you know somehow just sticking with the feeling or the frustration or the admitting I don't have the answer here and just sort of mm-hmm. starting mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And I think if we are being self-reflective, it it, it does create some flexibility for the other partner to say, oh, the tone I am using, maybe even not the words, but I get frustrated when I, when you start crying, when we're talking about something and, and we can actually talk about the emotion. Why is it frustrating to watch someone cry instead of and like slowing it down enough mm-hmm. for the couple? It helps if you can do it in the therapy room yeah. where oh. you can catch that emotion yeah. for them because having a couple just saying, well, only say I feel and then just sending them on their way. They're like, well, that's not going to work ever. Right. Yeah. So well, we do walk through that pattern. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the notes I had written is why couples therapy, I think, is can be so much more effective and quicker is because you have that third person in the room who can keep everybody in that frame of mind to actually work through the thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And and. And literally have the discussion you've never been able to have on your own because 30 seconds into it, you would have, it would have devolved into a new fight. It would have blown up. About something yeah. because the other person's motives were in question or the way they said it mm-hmm. or the words they said or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And so that getting through this stuff, I think you're not un- unusual or alone if it's going to take a third party to be in the room and actually get you through this conversation the first time. Yeah. To learn. like. Yeah. How to do I this. I think you're right. Yeah, I, th- I think most people listening to this could relate to being in an argument where one partner says, you blah, blah, blah. You said this, this, or this. I did not say that. <laughs> I said <laughs> blah, right. blah, blah. And then we are off in the weeds of exactly the semantics that right. were used right. has nothing to do with, I felt discounted when you put words in my mouth. Right. Or when I felt this or that, don't tell me what I said. <laughs> and so then we're off on a completely different thing. That's usually what makes us flooded is being told how we feel. Yeah. And if we can get to that, both cu- both partners can relate to feeling discounted. I yeah. don't want my person to feel discounted. Okay, what am I doing that's aiding that in this argument? I'm raising my voice and we can kind of kind of analyze the what's happening during the fight rather than what words are actually being said. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, cause you just, I've been thinking a bit cause you did stumble upon something that I think is quite common. It's like we do put words in each other's mouth mm-hmm. and we think we're being accurate mm-hmm. many times. Mm-hmm. And when we're not, it's, that can be really deadly mm-hmm. because now the other person is like you just said, either defending themselves or, or, or basically that goes into a, you don't listen to me. You're not listening. You're, you haven't heard what I've said. It's like, well, your tone is, you know, and you just go down that 
Yeah. <laughs> that deep hole. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. It's ca I call it being in the weeds. Like you're in the weeds. We are not working down the middle of the right. river at this point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I guess summarize to this point, there's ways to sort of, okay, are you ready for the discussion? Um, something to think about is how does this, you know, what, what are the feelings that I feel when we get to this, the dark part of the discussion that I could talk about that instead of maybe the, the actual details themselves. So I'm not coming to win an argument per se, right? I'm just yeah. going to try to say this is, this is where I'm at here and why I think this is important. Mm -hmm. And maybe you feel similar feelings or I'd like to hear your thoughts on what you're thinking when we have this discussion mm -hmm. you know, that we've had a bunch of times. And maybe that again could blossom into a whole different discussion, yeah. right? That, that, that has nothing to do with the car. No. You know. <laughs> Ideally, yeah, the car will, the car, the child, the sex, the finance will always be the weeds. <laughs> right. It's how do we talk about it? And the other thing that I've, like I said, I've been thinking a lot about too is this idea of what have I, what have I done that maybe has led to this thing? Hmm. Not, not the car or the, the subject matter itself, but what could I work on that I can see maybe as a, a pattern of mine or whatever that might have made fertile ground for this thing to happen? You know, mm. it's like, that's what I'm coming to because I'm trying to figure out what I could do better to, you know, in the future. I'm trying not to fight the fight or like you said, get in the weeds. I'm mm -hmm. trying to get out ahead of that. And if we both thought about what do we do that perhaps we could do a little better or something we did recently that, it's not rooted in this very thing, but it probably led to the thing. It's like, mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing that I could be doing better, mm -hmm. right? Just a, just a thought of that, that you mm -hmm. could bring to the discussion, which, which I think does change again, people's mindset Totally. of like, oh, well, what do I, what is it you know? that I'm doing? If you just ask yourself that question, you'll be presented with some answers pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There'll be some thoughts that will pop into your head that you can, you know, take or ignore or whatever, but it does change your, your, your mindset, I think. Mm -hmm. sharply yeah one thing i uh, ask couples to reflect on is do they begin a conversation with a critical statement and how do i know if it's a critical statement and so we'll look at do i start with the word why mm -hmm. or do i start with the word you and those two eliminate as quickly as possible. <laughs> but first, you're just observing it. Do I do that? Like what you were saying is, what is happening that I do? Can I say, yeah, I do say, why did you park the car like that? You always park the car like that. Yeah. Do I start a conversation like that? And then I wonder, why are we always in a fight? Why do we get in this battled thing? Am I making critical statements? That would be a pretty self-reflective thing. Instead of, so a shout across the bow for the same thing, maybe it really drives you nuts the way your wife parks her car. <laughs> you could say, help me understand, um, like how, when you pull into the garage, what happens? Like, what are you, what's your orienting <laughs> or what? Tell me how that goes. And the least critical way possible right. that you're seeking for understanding. Usually the fight is seeking to be right yeah. versus am I trying to actually find out new information right. here? Yeah. And then what you just hit on is kind of what I was thinking about is I think unless you've had a mentor or somebody who's walked you through this stuff, 
person who's living in the world grows up thinking conflict ends when I'm proven right. Absolutely. And so that's my job is to tell the other person what they're doing wrong, convince them, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And if they're not listening for me to yell a little louder or whatever, a little more aggressive. And um, that's how it's done. I must, I must show them sort of the, the thing is my thing is right. My way is right. Your way is wrong. You're, you know, you, and to be sort of given another, a whole nother way of thinking about it is kind of revolutionary mm-hmm. and really it's probably clunky. I think we've talked about that <laughs> in the past. It's clunky when mm-hmm. you start it. Very, very. And to not say it with an air of superiority, to, to try to change that behavior and have our partner recognize it as an actual open question rather than that's just another way of blaming me for parking the car wrong yeah so you could in the break we're, we're still on the after the pause here we're trying to restart the, the discussion at some point if you're just again summing up the, your arguments as if you're an attorney pr- mm-hmm. preparing for a case you're not doing this mm-hmm. everything we're talking about is not doing that yeah that you're going okay well how does this what's the feelings i generate maybe i could learn from the other person what what they're experiencing maybe i'm doing some things wrong or something that led up to this that then set the, you know, set the grounds for this. Are we both in a mood to have the conversation? Mm-hmm. And that right there, I think strikes fear in people's hearts right there. Mm-hmm. That thing, because it's like, we stop the argument. We've learned to sort of do that. So we don't fight as badly as we used to, but we still have to go there again. And I'm just afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. don't want to, mm-hmm. I just, I'm just going to hope this thing goes away mm-hmm. somehow. It is scary. That is a really scary feeling if you have a pattern of not trusting that. And that's, you know, some I, I do not play baseball or softball, but I always, I tend to use sports analogies <laughs> of give yourself another at bat. You, you, can't, you won't ever get better at something unless you try it right. again. Yeah. And so there does need to be a couple more at bats. Yeah. Sometimes it's in a therapy office. To say, oh, we could do that in there. So it is possible yeah. to just say, well, we're not going to be perfect at it. Or I always say you're not dead. Yeah. You can have the same argument and then say, you know what? We just did that exactly like we did before we went to therapy. Let's try that again. Or I think another useful way of using fear is to say, I'm afraid that restarting this argument is going to create a fight and I don't want that. Absolutely. Right? That was a loan of vulnerability right. just to say that. But what's it going to be like if we don't address this issue? If this, if what's it going to be like a year from now or two years from now, if we keep doing what we're doing, mm-hmm. am I scared of that? Mm-hmm. Meaning maybe doing nothing. Yes. I can see avoiding the thing is sort of preferable because it's scary. But what if I do nothing and let this thing just sort of continue to build? Yeah, doing nothing does something, <laughs> yeah. is what I say. And, <laughs> and and that will build resentment. And how will that be in a year or two years or if we even last that long, if we mm-hmm. keep doing this thing? Am I afraid of that? Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm afraid of that, worse, then I'm sort of more inclined to actually engage here, yeah. right? Try something. Try to do something to stop that pattern because that pattern is leading us to nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it is clunky. It is, it is a square wheel, so to speak. But the more times you try it, then 
it's going to go a little smoother just by trying it again. And you'll start to see like, oh, they respond. My partner responds differently when we do it differently. There, there's space and flexibility for yeah. that. Yeah. And, I, and like I said, I think that's another thing that therapists do help with is bring both people in with the idea of we're not going to declare a winner. It's not about, you know, convincing the argument of the other person. It's literally retooling how you think about the thing in mm -hmm. its entirety. And mm -hmm. that the, if that's working well, it does take sort of the fear out of it, mm -hmm. right? It does take mm -hmm. the, the panic out of and the anger out of we're trying to sort of get to a better discussion place, right? That, we, that, is, that is sustainable. Yeah, and how do you know that you're there? How do you know you're at a place of we did that better, we did that different? Good. Ask the other person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it always takes work, I think. I, yeah. I, I think it's one of those things that's never done. Yeah, it's a work. Yeah, exactly. I will say, if we're talking about a particular argument, you can call it, quote, my air quotes, resolved. If you can repeat using your partner's words, their exact words to their satisfaction. So what I heard you say is you feel discounted when I raise my voice when we're talking about this discussion. Yes, honey, I do. That it does. It makes me feel discounted. It would mean so much to me if, and if the partner can recite that using their words, we're getting to understanding. We don't have to have agreement of right, wrong, good, bad, you win. But I understood what you said. And when we understand, when we can understand, then we start to be more collaborative and work to solutions together instead of feeling like he'll never get it. She'll never, she'll never understand me. Yeah. Right. So being able to come back from a pause and say, to kind of work through the feelings of something, repeat each other's words, doing it different. That is, that is the team victory. <laughs> that is like, <laughs> right. that is, that's the purpose of, yeah. and then we have a new pattern. Yeah. And if both people can be doing this simultaneously, that's even better. Yeah. I mean, that's like way speeding this up. So the, the pause is, is used to not just prepare yourself for going down the same old road. It's trying to figure out, okay, how could I approach this thing differently? Are there ways to think about it that would get a different reaction? Mm -hmm. um, what have I done to sort of contribute to this thing? And how would mm -hmm. I package that? Or maybe I just need to listen. Mm-hmm. And, and like novel you said, concept, <laughs> mm -mm. maybe I could just say, tell me your perspective on this thing mm -hmm. and I will just listen mm -hmm. and I'm going to repeat back what you say what best you I can, say. best I can, best I can. Yeah. And that may be a, just, just that right there. I mean, that seems like you really can't lose there, right? If that's all you did, you've moved the ball, right? Yeah, you you've haven't argued, you've heard their, you know, not. I guess you're, you're trying not to hear the same arguments. You're trying to, um, I guess, get them to, again, share their feelings more of like sort of how does this deadlock yeah. um, impact them or, you know, whatever. Changing the, the tone, changing the subject matter, I guess, mm -hmm. to something that's more how do we do it? What's a better way to go about this? Mm -hmm. I guess are all, are all ways to to it to go at it anew, yeah. right? Without just feeling like, oh, we stopped at yesterday at 2 p.m. Now we're <laughs> back on it today at noon. 
and it seems like we never left. Yeah. 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 And once you... I really believe there is momentum with doing it once, whether that's in a therapy office, whether that's hearing this podcast and trying it out. One time can tell your brain there are other options. There's other ways to do this. It might feel clunky, might not feel natural just yet, but there are other ways. And then the more you do it, the more smooth that's going to feel. It doesn't mean you won't have conflict. The Gottman Institute numbers do not lie. It will still be 69% of conflict will be perpetual. It's just how are we going to talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. In this case, this show is devoted to there's been a gap. There's been some space. How do I rethink about the thing without just getting ready for a new conflict, which which that right there. I think does demoralize people because mm-hmm. they kind of think this is never going to end. Mm-hmm. We're just always going to be fighting this same old battle, which in and of itself is, is kind of corrosive, mm-hmm. right? Because you, you're starting to lose hope just hopeless, that yeah. this is never going to, we're, we're always just going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to convince the other person that they are wrong. Well, yeah, you're right. You're, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you are correct. You're, you're, you're probably <laughs> spot on. Yeah. And, and that attitude, while although many times justified, right, there's plenty of people who could walk, walk into the counseling room and go, this is why I'm upset. And you'd mm-hmm. go, yep, 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 I get it. Valid reason <laughs> on both sides. <laughs> totally understand. Uh, but you hammer, both hammering away on the justice of your your side is going to leave you where you are now, which was not in a good spot. Probably. Right. That's the funny thing about criticism. We somehow think the other person, when we have made said critical statement, that the other person will say, thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> I, I'm i so glad you told me. Yes. Thank you. And that will never happen. And you should probably just accept that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that yeah. will never happen. Yeah, it seems like it ought to work. Um, well, anyway, I guess we're, we're kind of hitting the time button here. But um, yeah, that's good. I just wanted the show to be, you know, trying to change the perception or the thought pattern or the the preparation, I guess, for discussing the thing anew. It's like if you want a different outcome, you're going to have to totally come at it a different way. And we've, I think we've, we've hit some ideas on just preparation, time. The gentle startup, seeing if mm-hmm. the other person really is ready, mm-hmm. uh, thinking about it in terms of way of, well, how do I feel when we sort of hit this mm-hmm. same argument? Um, maybe just asking the other person their perspective on mm-hmm. the thing mm-hmm. and just saying, hey, I'm just going to listen because I'm really not sure what to say or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really have the answer either. And, you know, I'd love to just get your, you know, uh, a different way of talking about it. Also, the, the idea of what have I done or what have I contributed to this thing that mm-hmm. is not maybe not maybe what why we fought yesterday but what have i been doing that's sort of been leading up to this thing mm-hmm. is probably something worth thinking about so mm-hmm. all our all our good fodder i guess for the preparation of that and and oh by the way the fear of well what if i get it wrong or what if we you know what if this goes badly trying to push through that into like, well, if you just sort of let this thing continue, it's probably going to go badly mm-hmm. just in a different way, different day, different fight, but mm-hmm. um, that it's worth, it's worth taking on again. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think a therapist, someone that you and the other person really do trust can really help you speed this along mm-hmm. enormously mm-hmm. with minimal, minimal, 
bloodshed, <laughs> if you will, or don't be hurt, afraid hurt of the pause. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Anything else to add on the on? Oh, you you hit them all. Yeah. Don't be afraid of the pause. Also, don't be afraid to try again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it will be scary, mm-hmm. most likely. Um, try to try to work through that. Okay. Yeah. So. We've, we've talked about the pause. I think it's just there's so much we can talk about when it comes to just conflict in general, right? There's so many just ways to re, re, uh, re-look at a thing without just standing in the same place, fighting the same arguments. And what we're, what we're trying to do as therapists and everybody in life is trying to find a way through that, mm-hmm. right? In a way, and, and most times people have not had mentors or anyone to help no. them with this stuff. It's not something you see daily. You look in the news and you see everybody just sort of taking their position and shouting at the other. And you think, well, that must be how it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. You know, that we just we just make our arguments louder and stronger and mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And and I don't know what else to do. That the, the good news is there is another. Mm-hmm. There are other, other options. Ideas. Yeah. Other so. Ways. All right. Well, appreciate you coming in. That'll end the show for uh, counselors can help. Our mission is to spread the word that counselors can help. We want to teach you how to get started and get the most out of therapy. We encourage you to reach out to a professional in your area to help yourself or a loved one. Thank you to Kelsey Fink, our production assistant and chief of technology and social media. Thanks to Aspire Counseling at AspireUT.com for their support. If you want to know more about how counselors can help, go to counselorscanhelp.com. We have lots of resources, information, and we update it all the time. We'll see you next time on Counselors Can Help, a production of Merge Publishing.